0: So river, river so valley, valley so rain. Welcome to the Axial Spondylarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime time spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Arthritis Podcast. I hope everyone has been having a wonderful week as we all deal with axial arthritis. So today I thought I would do an episode directed at non-radiographic axial arthritis I came across an article entitled 9 Tips for Relieving Pain and Stiffness from Non-Radiographic Axial Arthritis. Now realistically. A lot of this applies, whether it's non-radiographic or ankylosing, and that's again why, as I've said in many past episodes, I prefer to use the term axial spondroarthritis. it covers all these but again if you're looking for a diagnosis haven't been diagnosed yet go to the doctor use the terminology axial spondroarthritis. it may open up a broader range of things for the doctor to think about when he or she looks at what you're dealing with and get you faster to a diagnosis so with that let's look at some home remedies complementary therapies and doctor prescribed treatments that may help to ease some of your symptoms. So what is non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis? Well, it's a type of inflammatory arthritis that affects your spine and sacroiliac joints. Unlike ankylosing spondylitis, where you can see visible damage on x-rays, with non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, you get basically all of the pain associated with ankylosing spondylitis. You just don't have that visible damage done in your x-rays. And that really is... The main difference, it can lead to all the same symptoms, all the same pain. Everything really is similar, if not the same for many folks. It really comes down to that visible damage. And as I've touched base in prior episodes, when you look at it as a term of axial spondyloarthritis, and you think of it more of a plane, the disease being on a plane, with progression from the non retrographic to the ankylosing spondylitis, you can see that it makes more sense as you go to the doctor and search for that diagnosis, that understanding of what's going on. Again, the term axial arthritis makes that much more sense to use. But anyway, with that, you'll have a lot of people with non-radiographic that are going to have the back pain, the joint pain in the SI joints. And what are some of the things that you can do to help to alleviate that? We know that non-radiographic axial arthritis does react well to non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, you know, the NSAIDs like ibuprofen or naproxen. But these over-the-counter drugs, they're often not enough to keep the non-radiographic under control. They might give some temporary relief, but long-term, you're going to end up having to need to take lots of high amounts of these, which can be detrimental to other parts of your body. So, with that in mind, let's look at some options that may work and help you as you work to combat the pain and stiffness associated with non radiographic axial spondyloarthritis. arthritis. Number one, as I first started off saying, take an NSAID with caution. NSAIDs are considered to be, by many doctors, the first line treatment for non radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, arthritis. But that doesn't mean that they're even risk free. You know, you want to talk with your doctor about any NSAID treatments you've been on, any NSAIDs you've been taking that are over the counter before they prescribe any stronger ones to you. Because if they prescribe a stronger one like a Celebrex or any of its counterparts, then you want to eliminate most likely taking the -the over-the-counter ones because that can lead to, in many cases, damage of other areas including your kidneys. How do I know this? Because I now have damaged kidneys from taking not only a prescription NSAID, but also over-the-counter NSAIDs for many, many years together. Not daily, but enough that it did lead to some kidney issues. So, as I said... NSAIDs may also raise your risk for kidney problems and cardiovascular disease in the long run. So using them alone for pain control may not be the optimal strategy. You want to try and look and make sure that your doctor is aware of everything that you're taking. They need to understand what type of over-the-counter medications you are wrapping in with your regular prescription medications. Even though it might sound like, my gosh, I need something to cut down on this pain that I'm dealing with, You need to talk with your doctor first before you go off and try to treat these things because it can lead to things later on life that you you didn't intend to have happen. In my case, like I said, now I'm dealing with the kidney issues. Number two, get physical therapy. Many doctors will gladly prescribe physical therapy as a means to help you learn proper ways to stretch, proper ways to move, all of that tied in that can help to ease some of the symptoms of non-radiographic as well as ankylosing spondylitis. So that physical therapy is important. It can help you, again, start an exercise program, start to properly move, learn ways that are beneficial for you to move that won't cause or put any undue stress on your body, and let that physical therapist teach you what is going to work best for you. There's all sorts of different ways to exercise, knowing what's proper for your conditions are going to bring much more beneficial results in the long term. Number three, get serious about exercise. I've said that in many, many episodes, it's Exercise is considered one of the main treatments for non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, along with drug therapy. According to the most recent treatment guidelines, which were published in August of 2019 in the Journal of Arthritis and Rheumatology, this recommendation is constant, no matter if your disease is in the superactive or well-controlled phases. Say many doctors. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of data on what the best type of exercises are. People have looked at stretching, aerobic exercises, weightlifting, and many many people are going Respond many, many different ways to each one of those. I would encourage you to go out to the Facebook page Yoga for AS. Start there. Jeff and Jamie both have AS and will be more than happy to lead you through some of the basics of yoga in the videos that they offer that can really help push you towards what's going to be beneficial for you, what's going to hopefully help your body respond the best way that you can respond. So that's a great way to start before you run out and try to do weightlifting or. Before you go and try to join a gym or try and go running or whatever you think you need to do with some form of exercise, step over to Yoga for AS. You might find that that's all you need and will be very beneficial for you in the long term. Number four, experiment with your diet. Again, just like exercise, There's a lot of different ways that we're all going to respond to different things. And what I eat might absolutely be terrible for you or vice versa. So you need to really experiment with the foods that affect you. Find out what really comes down to causing you the most pain versus very little pain. And there's no easy way to do this. It's a trial and error, long-term issue to eliminate foods, add foods back in, and just continuously see what affects you in each different way. For me, I've found things that I can eliminate that allow me to feel better. And I haven't done a full elimination of everything and then just keep building back. I probably should, but I haven't. I'm not sure if I ever will. But I do know many things that I don't respond well to, and that's just come from years of dealing with it. And those I've, for the most part, eliminated, and it's made a huge difference. So again, you try what's best for you, but there are ways to just completely start over and add in things one at a time and see how your body reacts. There are groups on Facebook, and there are web pages that you can Google for elimination diet and resetting, you know, working with your autoimmune. I don't know. You'll have to do your own due diligence on each one of those and see if it's applicable and something that's appropriate for you. Number five, apply heat as needed. This is a big one for me. You know, I like to use a heating pack on occasion, you know, a heating blanket You plug them in, and for me, on certain parts of my hips, it really feels good. Turn on the heated seats in my car. Even if it's hot outside, I will turn the heated seats on because it feels good on my hips. You may not respond well to heat. You might respond well to cold. But you're not going to know until you try it. So you want to get in there and check out whether a warm compress will work for you or whether an ice pack will work for you. Whether a heating blanket or heating pad works for you or whether, again, coming up with wrapping some ice packs in a towel and sitting on those for a while, putting them on your smaller back, shoulders, whatever. You have to kind of do some testing to see what works best for you. Number six, consider certain supplements. Well, this is one that you're really going to want to talk to your doctor first. They need to know what you are looking at as far as dietary supplements and what you're considering. For me as an example, I've always had very low vitamin D and iron. So the doctor has put me on prescription-based levels of iron and vitamin D, you may be different. You may be fine in both of those. It's going to come down to your doctor helping you determine the ones that are most beneficial. Some people do take over-the-counter type of supplements like turmeric or omega-3 fatty acids, fish oil, but some of those, not necessarily those, but some supplements can carry other side effects like thinning blood. So again, talk with your doctor so that the doctor knows what you're considering trying. Number seven, try massage or acupuncture. That's been a little rough at this last year or so as we've seen all these places shut down due to COVID concerns. For me, massage has been fantastic. I'll go into a massage place and now take some time to find the right person that understands how to work on you. But once they do, If I can lay face down and they just work on my lower back and upper, you know, my spine, to me, that feels fantastic. You may be hips, legs, arms, wherever. Find a massage therapist that works best for you and try it. It's going to take having two or three massages, finding the right one. You know, I can think back to when I had a massage therapist that that one just would not listen to what I was asking them to do. They kept treating me like I was fine and the spots that I asked them to work on they wouldn't so you know I ended up having to move on which was fine not everybody is for the right people for everyone so again you have to experiment a little bit find the right one that's for you the other thing you can try is acupuncture I don't know if this works or not as I've said in previous episodes I'd like to try it out but I've not so again you really have nothing to lose by trying this out you may get some short-term relief from the pain. Number eight, optimize your drug treatment. You know, if you're experiencing ongoing pain and stiffness from non-radiographic axial arthritis, you know, getting enough exercise and optimizing other areas of your lifestyle, you know, you may need to re-examine your drug treatment. If you're currently just taking NSAIDs, it may mean adding in something like a biologic drug, like embril, Humira, Cosentix, And there is no right way to tell you which biologic is going to work properly for you. It's a trial and error. Unfortunately, some people might not like that answer, but that is what it is. You've just got to try them and see how you respond. You've got to get in there. And that's why I tell folks, don't sit there and say, oh, I'm going to wait to try the biologic. I'm okay. I'm going to wait. As you wait, that inflammation continues to do more and more damage internally to you when you could have brought it under control. So, well, it's everybody's personal choice whether to take a biologic or not. If you're committed to it, try it now because it might take you the first time you find one, might take you three or four of them. You don't know, and that's gonna take, oh, anywhere from three to six months to find out if one works. So you could be looking at a year, two years just to find the right one that might work for you. Number nine, look into other conditions. Well, along with non-radiographic axial arthritis there's a large amount of overlapping with fibromyalgia. So you might think that none of these treatments are working for the non-radiographic. Nothing's helping, nothing's taking care of this pain, when in reality, it's not the non-radiographic that's causing you pain, it's something else. So it's important to mention any new changes, any new symptoms at your doctor's appointments, and that's why I encourage everyone to use something like a Chronic Insights app on your phone It allows you to track your pain, track what you're dealing with, and allows you to then better remember when you go in to visit your doctor what you're there to talk to them about. You know, this applies to any type of symptoms you're having, including mental health symptoms. You know, depression and anxiety may change the perceptions of pain meds. So you need to be completely upfront with your doctor about what you're dealing with to address these conditions that might lead to better treatments, lead to better um, responses to drugs for non-radiographic axil arthritis. So with those nine items, I hope you are able to implement some of them. I hope you're able to try. And most importantly, I hope one or two of them help. I'd love to hear how you're doing what's going on, and, and any wins you've had in your continued battle against non-radiographic axial arthritis, ankylosing spondylitis, or as I like to term it, axial arthritis. So again, thank you for listening. I'm really grateful to see all these downloads come in from around the world. It's so neat to know that all of us together as a community, been able to better reach out to one another, support one another, and let everybody know that we are here for one another. So with that, I look forward to talking to you next week. Everybody have a wonderful week and take care.